from the brilliant minds of Hipster at Home, you're listening to We Should Start a Band, a podcast about the trials and tribulations of being suitably hipster. Welcome to another episode of We Should Start a Band, a podcast where we're not experts, just highly opinionated. I'm Heritage Avocado Toast, and I'm joined by Cold Brew Kombucha and Retro Denim Jacket. Today, we'll be raking in our hipster fall favorites. We'll be discussing everything from the change in seasons to appropriate attire, and we'll see where that leaves us by the end of the show. <laughs> that was so much pun, it hurt. It I, really I did. physical pain. Oh, it's a bit n- nippy. Oh, no. I wasn't hurt. ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, what do we what do we love about November and fall? It's well and truly fall. You know, we're in the run up to winter. It's the best season of the year. I do think it is the best. Uh, I agree. I think we should address the elephant in the room, which is November is fall or autumn. So anyone who thinks it's winter can just leave right now. Yeah. Yep. I just no. Back away with your Christmas music and your insistence that it's winter. You're not welcome here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And even in cold climates where it's been snowing for two or three months now, it's still not winter. <laughs> they just happen to have snow in fall and yeah. summer. That's a decision you made to move there. So, yeah. No. I will say, but please, um, listeners, if you are going to exit the conversation, at least still stream the show all the way through and come back next week because maybe we'll agree with you then. gotta keep those numbers up (laughs) we do preface this that we're highly opinionated oh that's that's the difference the first week of november no but the second week okay maybe it's winter well no no i don't mean i don't mean that it's just like maybe next week's topic you'll agree with us again and we can all be friends and oh we'll we'll make up over an oat milk latte oh that's perfect i mean we canceled Heritage Avocado Toast for a hot minute there, so, and he's back. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Cancel culture. I uh, would say shameless plug, but I can't remember which episode. <laughs> I don't know. It was the sandals one. There we go. Sorry, I interrupted you, Heritage Avocado Toast. Yeah, and I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, okay. Feeling less bad now. No, it's gone. What? It's gone. It'll come back to me. Oh, okay. okay. I'm sure it was important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Roll the tape no back. It's obviously super important. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd say that this is the time of year that you get to pull out your sweaters and your mold wine. Yeah. S- sorry. Is that the mold wine dance? Yeah, it is. This this episode Retro, retro Denim Jacket to- <laughs> is doing the mold wine dance. <laughs> this episode's gonna have a lot of happy dancing that you guys are going to miss because fall is my favorite season and there's nothing better than breaking out the sweaters and sipping on some mulled wine you could fight me yeah. on that <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, what we will do is we'll put up a sign-up sheet for anyone who wants to fight her on this <laughs> <laughs> i like i like wearing more more clothing than less clothing i like sweaters i like when you have jackets Starting to get into scarf weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boots. Boots. I love boots. I'll, I'll bow out of the boots conversation for a minute because I think it's established my hatred of boots, but it does come with the season, so it's a sacrifice I'm willing to accept to my retinas in order to enjoy the fall weather. A sacrifice to your retinas. Wow. Wow. 
That was... Um, as- um, actually, it's the rods that interpret light into... <laughs> oh my god. The research department is questioning itself. <laughs> hey, time's The research changed. department has actually turned into a uh, an internet forum now. <laughs> and will begin all sentences with um, actually. Just Google it. It's not hard. <laughs> he actually... So, as you guys probably noticed from our Instagram, we were... Uh, all away at a wedding for the brother who wears axe who would like to officially be known as hold on let me pull up his name now <laughs> he has he has submitted a formal name pause for importance do we need to bring in a trumpet oh trumpet <laughs> drum roll please <laughs> applewood smoked flannel <laughs> all right <laughs> i mean who doesn't love a good flannel I- Personally, have at least three sitting right on hand in my closet right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, so his his reasoning was that he just likes to smoke pretty much everything, especially with applewood. My mother's reasoning for all this is that she thinks her theory is there's a limited amount of hipster genes to go around the offspring, <laughs> and that I got a certain amount, and then my middle brother, who is still workshopping his name, took. More than his fair share, according to her. Love you. And then that really only left smoking things for the final brother. (laughs) And that's why he drives a pickup truck. (laughs) Well, he does wear flannel. He does enjoy smoking things. He he does wear flannel and he does enjoy smoking things. And Mm. he does does have opinions on appropriate types of barbecue. Very strong opinions on appropriate types of barbecue. As one should. Yes. I think that can definitely make you a hipster. You really I mean really hipster broadly speaking is probably just being really passionate about something that's either inconsequential or con- <laughs> consequential but with a lot of debate about it so you can really sink your teeth into it. I think yeah. you can do, do we need to do, redo our do intro to include inconsequential? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, check in next week, folks, to see if we remake our intros. <laughs> but anyway, the the three of us were at uh, Applewood Smoked Flannel's wedding, and the research department took to um actually my mother quite often during this trip. <laughs> to the point where she started blocking him out. If you can't have fun with family, <laughs> hang out with your friends instead. I mean... Our family does choose humor during stressful times as a coping mechanism. It's well known. Yes. Yeah. It was a very nice wedding. The weather was lovely. It yeah. was. Weddings are good stress, though. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a happy stress. Yep. Wedding was good. I think it's an Instagram where we've got some pictures of our graphic designer. Ironically authentic eyewear. Some photos courtesy of his wife. We'll put up some more photos. Um, we were just quite focused on seeing family. Obviously, with COVID, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. and uh, getting through it all without family killing each other, because, you know, family. It's important. It's kind of one of the yeah. keys to a successful wedding. Yeah. I think no family members were harmed in the making of this wedding. <laughs> I think everyone I think that's survived. Fair. That's fair, yeah. I think that's the preface for a wedding video somewhere. And they did <laughs> choose to have their wedding this past weekend because they, too, love fall. Woohoo! Yep. It was... Fall-themed... It was important to them. Yeah. Lots of burgundy, very autumnal. I do think fall is a good time to get married because it's not going to be too hot and it's not going to be too cold. 
So for me, spring and fall are the best seasons in general for most things. General living, weddings, sightseeing. Mm -hmm. Because you're not at the extremes of any one of the two where it would prohibit you from being able to do those things. So I think for future planning, fall and, and spring are good good plannings. Yeah. yeah. I do prefer fall over spring, partially because of the whole allergy thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also, I don't know, there's something very cozy about fall. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy layering up and also I enjoy wearing good boots, not rain boots, which is spring. Mm-hmm. There's just so much rain in spring, which I understand it's important for the gorgeous flowers. But from a personal perspective, that's not my idea of a good time. Yeah. I like I like crunchy leaves. Oh, so satisfying. Rather than soggy leaves, which you get in spring. Yep. And hopefully you live in an area where the leaves change color. I know not every not everywhere in the world has the changing color leaves, but if you live in that kind of area, it's nice to take a couple vacations somewhere where it does, because it is quite yeah. beautiful. Mm-hmm. That is, I have to say, I looked back through our photos and was like, oh, shoot, we did not get any pictures. So where we were was a good area for changing colors. And actually, you may have noticed in the Instagram that Retro Denim Jacket and myself had gone up to the outskirts of Boston, where we should have been able to see some very lovely leaves, but we managed to get there just in time for a nor'easter. Yes. <laughs> Are you saying that we didn't do enough leaf peeping? We did not do enough leaf peeping. I think the only leaf peeping we did was the drive up and the drive back. We went, well, those leaves are pretty. Yep. <laughs> There's probably some on my camera roll through the car window. <laughs> I'll see if I can track them down. <laughs> I do. Living in the city, I do miss the leaves because you just don't get the same variety of trees and obviously as many trees however i don't miss raking leaves oh no the worst that's why you go to a park crunch through the leaves and then go home where you don't have to rake them (laughs) yeah i will say that i am guilty of watching many videos of dogs jumping into leaf piles However, the creation of the leaf piles is not an enjoyable activity for me. I like the meme that was going around of the small child that like was waiting in the leaf pile to jump out. Yeah. So good. He was waiting there for like 30 minutes or something, right? Yeah. Till the dad came over. <laughs> Commitment. <laughs> I like the change in foods as well. Mm-hmm. As you get further into fall, you get more, you get more pork dishes if you're a meat per- person. And I really like pork. You start to get more roast porks and sliced hog roast, things like that. Things that go with apple. Yeah, things with apple. It's really nice. You get more mulled wines, mulled ciders, Mm -hmm. and they just have a very kind of unique profile to them that you really don't, even if you have them outside of the season, it doesn't feel right. Winter, potentially, but yeah. You're also moving into game season. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, so venison and different game birds, which are a nice change from like, you know, the whole factory farming thing. And also... Just very delicious. Yeah, especially if they're cooked right. But it's a stronger flavor. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I uh, pork and apple are a match made in heaven. Mm -hmm. It's you put that on a list somewhere, and I'm like, we'll eat it. Thank you. Yes, I'd say venison and cranberry, but I kind of think of that more as a winter thing. Mm -hmm. Like cranberry, I think of as autumn into winter. Mm. Yeah, I think it's later. Yeah. Also, for me, fall is the switch between soup and stew season. Mm. Yes, I 
loves to, which I know many people argue is the same thing, but it's one, it's not, it's and not. two, no. stews are delicious. Stews, stews are fantastic. A good stew with a, like a good crusty artisan bread. Mm-hmm. Tavern fare, like medieval tavern fare. See, I, I'm I'm less of a fan of the stews. I don't know why. I just I'm not a huge fan of chunky meat and veg in, in a liquid, as many people are. Do you not like soup then? I like some soups. I like chowders and like chicken noodles mm-hmm. and clear ones, like like well clear. I mean like thin, like bisques, like brothy, French onion soup. Yeah, but I for some reason when it gets more gravyish in the stew form, I don't care for it too much. You don't like it when it's thick with several C's. <laughs> but no one ever says thin with no several ends. Several ends. <laughs> well, that you'd want fewer ends for thin, right? Because it's going the other way. I guess so. it's pretty thick. <laughs> it's pretty thick. <laughs> so, research department, according to Pillsbury dot com, the difference between oh. a soup and a stew. I didn't know Pillsbury had anything to do with soups. But we'll consider them to be an authoritative source. Soup is a combination of ingredients cooked in liquid. Stew is any dish that's prepared by stewing. So they've used the word in the definition. Wow. That is submerging the ingredients with just enough liquid to cook them through at a simmer in a covered pot for a long time. So that that claims to be Pillsbury's difference between the two. Main difference seems to be the amount of liquid. I guess that makes sense because you do end up with a gravy-ish. Yeah. I mean, especially when it's cooling down, it gets real thick. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't like pies that much. So that they're kind of stews in a crust. So. Oh, yeah, that is true. I eat more pies in the autumn as well. Oh, I yeah. do too, by default. They're personally just not one of my preferences. The comfort food. I think that's mm-hmm. the thing. It's the, it's the having the comfort food. Yep. Warm drinks, warm foods, mm-hmm. apple fritters. Lots of apple. Apple anything. Apple everything, yeah. So we, we, I think we finished the definition, but I'm just kind of scrolling through. there, And then in the search results, there's what's the difference between a soup and a stew brought to you by the kitchen. And then a few, a few lines down, according to Mental Floss, their description is according to the kitchen. So <laughs> it's... <laughs> <laughs> So they Googled it, posted their own thing, credited the kitchen, and now they show up on the front page as well wow. <laughs> on the first page. Top tips in SEO right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pay lots of money to Google so other people can steal your answers. <laughs> I have to say I prefer, I like soup, but I prefer stew if I'm going to have a chunky soup. Otherwise, I do like the, you know, blended up soups. Mm. I guess the chowder is a soup then because you're not cooking that. Right? Like the clam chowder. No, you don't really stew the, they're it. They're not raw yeah. clams, right? They're cooked when you put them in. Well, is I that think. different? But, like, do the different, like, a Manhattan versus a New England versus, like, does that viscosity have any difference? Well, let me just in- stop you right there. <clears throat> because you mentioned Manhattan as an acceptable chowder. Okay. Uh, I realize that in our New England heart of hearts, that that's not a thing. However, I have to list it because it's a different viscosity. There's also a New Jersey ch- clam chowder as well. Oh, yeah. This actually this actually came up with... Does that have needles in it? My folks on this past trip. No, it doesn't have needles on it. Some pollution totally coming that, off huh? it. I think, I think the, the New Jersey was like mixing red and white chowders together into like a rosé colored one. Oh, well, that's yeah. just 
stealing two things and combining them. It is like the sign that you see when you drive over the bridge that says everything's made in Jersey. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We've stolen your chowders and mixed them. It's made in Jersey. Uh, Yeah, because the thing with the chowders, I would still say it probably counts as a soup. I mean, well, actually, here's something. Is chowder a different definition? Because you do get corn chowders and potato chowders. And so what is the definition of a chowder? Oh, my gosh. This is getting more complicated than I thought it would. I feel like this is its own episode. Probably. Mm -hmm. Soups, stews, and chowders. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) If I can't find the article again that went over it, I'll within a minute, so. Okay. Um, As far as relevant new news and hipster things, how do you guys feel about the shacket trend? What is this? I need to look this up. Um, It's a shirt jacket. It's basically an overly large flannel that's thick enough to wear as a shirt or a jacket as a layering piece, which I would call a flannel. I was going to say, isn't that just a flannel? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. If it's too thick and you wear it as a shirt, you're going to be hot. But if it's yeah. too thin and you wear it as a jacket, you're going to be cold. I don't know how you do this correctly. Okay, women all over Maine are calling to say we've been doing this for decades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I saw it and as a trend, and I was like, oh, I don't, I don't. That's already a thing. That's a thing I do every I year. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand when somebody finds something and then goes, oh my god, this must be a trend. It could just be a thing people have been doing. Well, and what drives me bananas is the fact that we need to make a new term for it. Yeah. Like that's, so I'm I'm bamboozled by an article that says, do you own a shacket? And I'm like clicking this, hoping this is going to be something, you know, really cool and new. And it instead is my normal fall wardrobe. I think you've hit on it by... You're clicking on it to find out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the clickbaiting it. In hipster fashion, standard hipster tradition. <laughs> we did it We were doing it before it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> or more like we did it because it was cool and we were feeling a little no. chilly. No. No. <laughs> I'm going to spit out my drink. <laughs> that is a debut album. <laughs> I'm gonna spit out my drink. <laughs> oh, our family spit out my stew. Issues with choking on liquids. Just you gotta watch that. It's a little I concerning. Did, how common I did it is lose some cider through my nose at oh. dinner. Oh yes. Oh, I don't even remember what applewood smoked flannel said, but it was. I don't even remember. But yeah. Did everything smell apple-y for a while? (laughs) (laughs) I had to go, like, we were in our friend's restaurant as well, and I had to go to the bathroom to, like, blow my nose because it was just, like, (laughs) running down my face. It was really gross. Sorry, listeners. It's not the November look. (laughs) Yeah, it was not the November look. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's just cider coming out of her nostrils. But yeah, no, anyways, I was kind of slightly offended that that's a, a thing now. I just... It's not a it's, thing. Yeah. It's yeah. the renaming for me. It's yeah. the clickbait renaming. It's just, it's called layering, folks. <laughs> just layer. <laughs> I mean, that's what I like about this season is the layering. Yeah. The ability to put on... Because I find, especially in winter, well, we're now coming into 
the, you know, Christmas shopping season and all of that. And the stores crank the heat up so it feels like the tropics when you walk inside, even though you're wearing a jacket. In the winter, that's worse because you probably have the heavier jacket on. Maybe you're wearing a sweater, like, as your proper outfit because it's just generally cold and most, like, except for stores, the rest of the world doesn't crank their heat up to astronomical. But in fall, what's nice is that when you're in the layers, if you take a layer off, you can actually feel comfortable. Or when you put a layer on, you will actually feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. You don't constantly feel like you're between, you know, carrying all of your Arctic gear or Mm. sweating your face off. Yeah, it's generally frowned upon to strip off your sweater in the middle of a store if you have nothing underneath. Exactly. Which you'd have to do with the shacket. No, because the shacket goes over something. It yeah. is a shirt. Being worn is a jacket. Oh. It is a layer. Yeah. So I'm wearing a t-shirt, mm. a tank top, uh, something underneath. Because my shacket is going to be open. <laughs> I would look it up, but I don't want my search terms to be... Uh... Yeah. I mean, it's going to happen anyways, because, you know, big phone companies listening, but... Okay, what they're showing me are jackets, not shackets. What I'm seeing are flannel shirts. It is. It's a flannel shirt worn as a jacket. Let's check out Boohoo. Oh, get out of town. Yeah, no. Oh. No. Come you- on, good housekeeping. You know better than this. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, but this woman's wearing it. She's wearing a shirt, an oversized shirt, over a bralette. Here's a faux leather jacket. So she's completely missed the concept. That's yeah. just a jacket. That's not a shirt. It's just wearing it's it's wearing an oversized shirt as an outer layer. Wool look belted jacket. No, that's a jacket with a belt. It, These are it, shirts. What the heck? Well, but also this wasn't this a trend before when it was like the boyfriend shirt? Uh yes. I'm looking that up. I'm pretty sure that was a thing. Yeah, the boyfriend well, boyfriend pant was more of a thing than the than sticking like you need those gray sweatpants has more staying power than the boyfriend shirt but i'm all here for recycling trends and not having to expand my closet and being able to use what i already have i am very against the need to clickbait rename it yep also who to thunk my uh layered hobo look of <laughs> jeans and a jacket that's you know xxl on me would be something that's supposedly fashionable I love oversized clothing. I know. It's the best. It's comfortable. I like to be able to pull my hands in. Yes. I refuse to buy any hoodies anymore that are my actual size. Yeah. No, that's true. I don't know why you'd buy a hoodie that actually was properly fitted. You want it to be a little bigger. Even when it says, like, is slightly bigger or whatever, I'm like, nope, I'm getting a large XL whatever. It's happening. Okay. From what I'm finding, the boyfriend shirt trend. Mm Mm-hmm. Was a spring... Ah, it's the maturity of the boyfriend shirt. Yeah. (laughs) What? So basically, you stole your boyfriend shirt in spring, but you probably broke up with him in the summer. You still have that shirt. You don't really want to call it the boyfriend shirt, so now it's a jacket. The life cycle of couple wear. Oh, but it is cuffing season, though. Well, yeah, so if you've got a new boyfriend, you don't want to be like, hey, this is my old boyfriend shirt from spring. Uh, That's true. It's my jacket. (laughs) Isn't cuffing season all year round? Cuffing. Cuffing. Yes. (laughs) I don't know about cuffing. You have to check Goop for that. Yep. (laughs) 
<laughs> the authority on all things cups. <laughs> you go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to make the mulled wine come out your nose. <laughs> I don't know why, but I suddenly had this image of, like, basically, men's sport equipment and a whole goop article. <laughs> and it just got more and more ridiculous in my head. Um, <laughs> then I couldn't stop, except I had taken a sip of my drink, so it's all good now. So Go, okay, please don't please don't write that article. Say you steal your boyfriend's football pads. What are you calling them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to cupping season, folks. <laughs> Those were big in the eighties for women. Oh, that was a terrible trend. Yeah, shoulder pads. Mm. Oh my god, yeah. Absolutely awful. Yeah. It makes it really hard to thrift sometimes. Yeah. Because they do not look good on me. And you, you can't cut them out. No, because it changes because the Because it's... Yeah, exactly. It's it's sewn to look like that. So are cups. <laughs> <laughs> my, um, my mom's friend's husband, well, he's also a family friend, but he used to coach a um, boys, boys baseball team. Oh. And he would always make sure that they were all wearing their cups. So he would say, like, they need to hear the knock. <laughs> Apparently he got hit one time uh, in his man area. And while collapsed on the floor, apparently the boys went, we need to hear the knock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a good example of why he was asking them. <laughs> So, uh, hipster at home PSA coaches wear <laughs> wear, wear equipment protection. too. <laughs> yes, always be prepared. I've never knowingly been in a situation where a cup was needed, so I don't have any experience in that area. Knocking on my nether region. What would be a hipster sport? I feel like we're gonna have to put that on. I'm putting that on the list. Hipster Quidditch. Sport. I was thinking curling. Uh, ultimate frisbee. Yeah. I'm putting it on the list. It's going okay. on the ideas list. Love okay. it. I love when we creatively brainstorm in the middle of our podcast. Yeah, I'm really good at this. <laughs> there aren't many fall-specific movies. Not unless you're Hallmark. Yeah. Hallmark is seasonal. Hallmark's already on Christmas, though. I know. My mom was mentioning the other day... That she didn't plan well enough to tape the fall one so that she could watch them after Halloween. Yeah. Because we're all at the Christmas tree farms now. Yeah. I don't want to watch that like, in November. It's, it, we, are, we are now coming so, like strongly into Vanessa Hudgens' season. Mm-hmm. And she is everything. Actually, Mom and I were scrolling through the different ones and like discussing them because we were convinced that we'd seen a lot of the same Christmas shows on Netflix and Hallmark Channel. And actually, we hadn't seen uh, almost any of the same Christmas shows. They just all have the same plot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and they end the same, too. So it's really mm -hmm. hard to describe the plot and get the same one. So then you end up having to describe the actors and actresses. You're like, yeah. oh, it's the one with Vanessa Hudgens. Oh, it's the one with Lacey Chabert. And you're like, oh, okay. It's the one with Vanessa Hudgens or the one with Vanessa Hudgens or the one with Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah. Lacey, yeah. Lacey Chabert's the same. 
All right. So, research department, according to do south dot media, um, <laughs> looking for Hallmark Thanksgiving movies. Sadly, none of these are a prince for Thanksgiving. Oh, oh they don't have one yet. If I'm not getting a prince for Thanksgiving, I don't want <laughs> Thanksgiving. Yeah. Stuffed prince. <laughs> prince gravy. <laughs> so they, they recommend three from Hallmark. An old-fashioned Thanksgiving, which has snow in it, which, depending on this, well, your your depending region you are. and uh, climate change impact, you may or may not have snow. Yeah. We had snow sometimes at Thanksgiving. The Thanksgiving house, which looks kind of like an episode of Big Brother. Um, and love at the Thanksgiving parade, which has a man in a Santa suit, because obviously Santa's at the... Santa always ends the Thanksgiving parade. Yes, yeah. but couldn't we have put him in a turkey costume or something like that? So yeah, there we go. With three Hallmark Hallmark films about Thanksgiving. Oh, end of family Thanksgiving. Bonus. With Faye Dunaway. There you have it. Cozy up with those in late, late November. I feel like Hallmark would have should have had more... There might be more. Thanksgiving ones. Come on, Hallmark. You have one they job. They definitely have a whole bunch of fall ones. Yeah. You have one job, Hallmark. It is to make seasonal movies that all look alike. <laughs> and you need to play them at the, pre- the appropriate season. Mm-hmm. Mom was watching Good Witch, which we actually did start to get into, and we really hate that. But um, basically, we walked in, and I was like, is this a Hallmark movie? And Mom's like, no. It's a Hallmark show. <laughs> it just has such a style. It's the Hallmark movie that never ends. Yeah, they just, they all have the same kind of tone and facial features and Say, The bad same jokes plastic surgeon. And, yeah. There was mm-hmm. a delightful TikTok series about a woman who went to a small town and was trying to get it to end like a Hallmark movie. So she'd post from the gazebo from the local coffee shop while she was picking pumpkins. <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. She did not find a man yet. Well, the the problem is this. Is she a high-powered corporate executive? Who works too hard and doesn't put her family first? I don't know. She didn't include that part as far as that I know. That is key to going and finding the small town guy who drives the pickup truck and hand whittles orphan children's toys. And potato farms organically in his spare time. Yeah. And only owns three types, like three flannel shirts and one pair of jeans. But somehow is always amazingly quaffed. And then has one suit to wear for the end of the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Somehow cleans up really well, even though he looked okay all the way through. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. This is just the objectification of rural men. <laughs> one problem I have with these. Come at me, big hallmark. <laughs> I feel like this is going to come up. We do have Christmas shows on our, like Christmas movies on our list to come up. Um, in the near future, so ha- so you know, hold on to your seats. But is it just me, or usually the guy's brother is always cast by a cuter actor? Oh my god, right? You're like, why is this guy the main this, character? It sounds ridiculous because my favorite ones are when the main character used to be dating the ugly brother, and then for some reason she like <laughs> the now main character is the cute brother, and I'm like, you did it right this mm-hmm. time, Hallmark. Yeah. Yeah, and I know it's supposed to be about their personality, but all their personalities are always yeah. super flat. 
There's there's not really much of a backstory there. Or anything new no. in the backstory, at least. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say, one of, of the tropes, the I broke up with your brother for some reason, and I'm here to date you now, and you're the cute brother. Mm-hmm. Solid. The, the I don't I don't want the cute brother. I want the or sorry I don't want the corporate brother. I want the cute mm-hmm. farmer brother who secretly is yep. the CEO of some company that digs wells for orphans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and is yeah. a secret billionaire. Yeah, he just doesn't have a yacht or has a yacht and just doesn't Christmas talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Ugh. Because that's not what's important. I I don't know. How much fall we've talked about. It was stuff we talked about in the brainstorm session that hasn't come up yet, surely. This is what we get for not writing anything down. Yeah. Well, we were discussing mulled wine. Yes. And how you need to put ginger. I would say anytime you mull a cider or a wine, add ginger or ginger wine. Do you want to give a quick breakdown recipe of how you mull wine? Ooh. Generally, (laughs) for a cider or a wine... I throw in some mulling spices. I would say don't don't buy mulling spices because it's just stupid. You probably already have them if you, mm-hmm. in your cabinet. Of course so. Of course you do. If you're a hipster, you do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So depending on if you're feeling spicy, you can throw a little bit of black pepper in. But you're generally going to be looking at cloves. Don't go too heavy unless you really want to numb your face. Sometimes you do. Uh, cinnamon stick. Sometimes you do. <laughs> I think it's clove, cinnamon stick, maybe a little bit of black pepper if you want. Star anise is a, is a very overlooked one mm-hmm. in the spices. Some um, some cardamom pods, throw them in there. I feel like cardamom is one of those things that not too many people use and is a fantastic spice. And I know that our family uses it yes. all the time because it's in the Finnish coffee bread. Yeah. But it gets overlooked and it's such a complex flavor and it adds a lot of depth to yeah. many dishes mm-hmm. yep yeah i agree but yeah it tends to be what i do i'm probably forgetting one so if i forget it i mean i'll i'll put it down in like a recipe or something but then you also throw in an orange with the peel and if you're feeling jazzy or you want a little bit more like sweet to it you could squeeze the orange a little bit but not too much because you're not like trying to do proper orange juice orange with the peel few good glugs of ginger wine and then i usually either do a little bit of brown sugar or honey gotta get that little bit of sweetness in there exactly exactly depending on the wine too because especially with cider you might not need it unless you're doing a really dry Mm -hmm. cider but sometimes with the wine you just it just cuts that bitterness that can come from heating up wine key but i do think that the ginger yep the ginger wine accurate um adding some of that in is it's it's like the the not so secret secret ingredient <laughs> but if you're not doing this you should try it ingredient occasionally a splash of brandy yeah don't be afraid to mix it up a little bit fancy toss in a little triple sec toss in a little brandy fancy fancy a little margarita mix just just go nuts <laughs> the other thing i like about this season is pumpkins used in so many things mm-hmm. pumpkin pie pumpkin bread Pumpkin muffins. Um, actually, pumpkin pie mix is made with butternut squash. What? Make your own, <laughs> loser. <laughs> is it? Is Libby's made with uh, butternut squash? No, no, no. I'll look it it says 100% pumpkin on the can. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure Libby's is 100% pomegranate. Also, as someone who doesn't like butternut squash, I feel like I'd be able to sort that out. Also, uh, my favorite pumpkin cranberry bread recipe is from Libby's. And I'm not ashamed to do it. Mm -hmm. But you need to do it with the regular cranberries, not dried. You need that pop of juice. Oh, yes. Yeah. Fresh cranberries. There we go. This is the time of year to, to like really get the fresh cranberries, guys. Why couldn't I think of the word cranberries? Don't, don't skimp out. Also, uh, I don't know. <laughs> also, get Libby's just the the pure pumpkin. Don't bother with the... I never bother with the pumpkin that's already mixed yeah. with spices. Well, as any good hipster should have, you already are stocked on the spices. And as we've talked about before, exactly. pumpkin spice is all spices that you probably have around your house. Yes. And canned pumpkin is very versatile. Mm -hmm. So you can have it for sweet or savory. We make a very tasty. And I'm now thinking we've been really bad at blogging, and these are things we can throw up on the blog. So keep keep an eye out. I'll try to put these up. But we do a pumpkin chili. Ooh. So instead of tomato, we use pumpkin. That sounds delicious. We tend to do it with like a ground turkey. It sounds also a lot less acidic, which is sometimes my issue with yes. chili. Delicious but yeah. acidic. It's sort of more of a, it's it's like a chili-inspired pumpkin soup, I guess, with beans and, and ground beef. Or, uh, sorry, mm-hmm. ground turkey. So, a research department has, has just come up for air on this one. This was a deep rabbit hole. <laughs> You are indeed correct that the can claims to be 100% pumpkin. However, Libby's has cultivated its own type of squash called the Dick Dickinson squash. So it's not actually a pumpkin. So they are still indicating it's 100% pumpkin puree when it doesn't actually use the pie pumpkins or carving pumpkins you'll find in store. It's actually a squash. However, botanically and legally speaking, there's no difference between a pumpkin and a squash. So it just comes down to, yeah. Actually thinking about this, that kind of makes sense because growing up, we didn't make, if we weren't using Libby's, if we were making it with like a fresh squash. Wait, then this goes on to say, as for the squash that Libby is using, it's a variety of Dickinson pumpkin, but the, but it's actually a squash. So this is this is very gray and I have no real answer for you. <laughs> there are a lot of varieties of pumpkin out there. Yeah. Mm. But when we weren't using canned pumpkin, and I think this was actually, this might have actually come from great grandma, we would use Hubbard squash or winter, I think it was, was it winter squash mm. is the other name for it? I'll have to check. But um, that it's sort of a blue skin with a really deep orange inside. And that tastes more like pumpkin than pumpkin. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea how many varietals of pumpkin existed until we watched that pumpkin carving show the other day. Yeah. Like that giant one? Yeah. Was it like the Atlantic Giant or whatever? That was the size of a small horse. Mm-hmm. At least it weighed as much as a small horse. Yes, apparently the FDA is vague about what counts as a pumpkin. But then there are other articles that say that the Libby's Dickinson is actually a pumpkin, not a squash. And other articles that are saying it is a squash that has been specifically made, but they're still allowed to say it is. So, again, I think the jury's out. I'm getting conflicting responses. Is this one of those square and rectangle things? But many, many non-Libby ones 
Well, they're, no. But they are ugly. The Dickinson is an uglier pumpkin, but who cares, right? It's going into yeah. a into a puree thing. So yeah, not sure. Libby's is an exception in in, in this regard, uh, but most others they're saying are clearly winter squashes or butternut squashes, golden delicious or Hubbard squashes, not pumpkins. Libby's is side. Libby's has their own special thing, which may be a squash or a pumpkin, depending on the time and date of the article. <laughs> so the one I'm finding, the one that growing up we were always told was a better pumpkin for flavor was the Hubbard squash. And from what I'm finding, it is a common replacement for pumpkin in cooking that comes from basically um, the, it comes from New England. Apparently, some sources state it comes from Marblehead, Massachusetts. <laughs> that checks. <laughs> <laughs> Which could be, could be why our family uses well, it. Well, I think we're laughing for different um, reasons. Uh, are you laughing for the word head? Tee hee hee. Yeah. Tee hee hee with three E's. It's the one with the bluish gray skin and it's got um it I was always told that that has a more like what people think of as pumpkin like it has a stronger flavor. Yeah, the Hubbard was So that would be yeah. yeah, so when we wouldn't use the tinned pumpkin, we tended to just use the, the tin Hubbard squash. Just the tin. Is that a debut album? Seems a bit tame. I think so. I it's I, I think that's a yeah. good debut oh, album. Okay. Just, 100%. All right. just the tin. <laughs> Wait, so is it one of those things? Are like squash and pumpkin separate, or is it one of those things that all pumpkins are squashes, but not all squashes are pumpkins? I think it's that. It's probably one, of, and they're all gourds or something. Like there's a bigger one. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I think they're all in like the same family. It's, I don't feel like researching that anymore. So <laughs> there's gourds, squashes, pumpkins. Pick something, put it in a pie, put spices <laughs> in it. It's delicious. Everybody move on. It's delicious. Yeah. <laughs> Use it for making use it for making something savory, make a soup, make a make a chili. Make oh, muffins. Yes. I do. Make waffles. Well, pumpkin, pumpkin waffles. Pumpkin waffles, yep. Yep. We're we're on a generic fall pumpkin y theme here with foods, but we'll have a whole Thanksgiving episode for sure. But j- just quickly, I don't think that pumpkin pie and pecan pie have to be or pecan pie have to be only for Thanksgiving. No. Especially pecan pie. Oh, no, pie. definitely not. That is way more versatile. Yeah. Yeah. But I wouldn't really like it in the middle of summer. <laughs> no. The same way I would in the fall. <laughs> yeah. They're, yeah, they're autumnal or winter pies. Yeah. They're not really um But I don't think uh, most people just make them just for that, just for Thanksgiving, and that's it. But, but let's not. When it comes to pies that going. you have in the summer, I mean, you're really thinking yeah. blueberry pie, meringue. peach pie. I mean, you wouldn't even do an apple pie in the summer. Nah. Well, and I feel like a lot of this has to do when things are ready seasonally. Because back in the day, mm-hmm. no one was importing yep. pumpkins yep. <laughs> in May. What if you what if you yeah. salt cured like winter fruits? You know, like we preserve meats, right, for the winter. Mhm. Yeah, but you do preserve fruits and <laughs> dry them. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that was when the research department had a moment. Raisins say hello. <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, the research department's going to call it. It needs more funding. <laughs> I'm clocking off early, boss. Re- research department might be slightly jet lagged still. <laughs> Dude, the jet lag. I don't understand. So it was one of those you leave the East Coast around 8 p.m. and you land in the UK around 7 a.m. So you've got the whole day still. And th- for me, this is a harder 
jet lag to get over. Whereas going over, we land and we have to get through a couple hours and then it's bedtime and you're probably tired from the travel anyways. This way, I'm still wrecked. Like, we, we got home four days ago. My body's still not on normal time. I don't know what it we, is. We also did not adjust correctly this time. Well, that's probably part of it, but... Yeah, because we got home. We ended up taking a nap, but later than we would have. And then I went out, because I was supposed to going, <laughs> going to a, a ball that night. Right. Um... And so then we didn't get to bed till probably four in the morning. Yeah, that's really not going to help. And so then that didn't really help the situation. Exactly. Truly really the ball that threw it off. Yeah. We actually skipped the fireworks the next night. I love Guy Foster. Just so tired. Mm. I'm, I'm still, not, still not normal. Yeah I've, yeah, I've heard one of the keys is like yeah, eating to when you're up. supposed to eat. But quite frankly, I found that even that doesn't, doesn't help me. It's just a time thing. Doesn't help me much, no. No. I actually, when I'm jet lagged, I eat less because yep. I just, I'm never tired. I'm like never hungry when I'm jet lagged. Um, you mm. are supposed to fix that by drinking a lot of water, but I don't really find that that necessarily helps. Like, you are thirsty, so you drink a lot of water, but then doesn't really, yeah, you've drank a lot of water, so you're not really hungry. Um, so, yeah, I'm not really sure how that fixes anything. I think, I think top tip for fighting jet lag, um, don't land in the morning and then plan, like, after flying overnight and then plan to go to a ball that following night, like, yeah. the night that you land. Yeah, mid midday maybe, but... That was probably not the best plan. I mean, I had fun. I didn't pass out at the ball or anything. That you remember. I was just exhausted the next day. I did remember to take the glitter off my face. Oh, look at you, fancy. I know. Yeah, she came home with face paint and glitter, and it's like, you didn't leave with face paint and glitter. That's fabulous. <laughs> I, between the face paint and glitter and the sequin gown I was wearing, <laughs> our house is festive. You can't get rid of them. You just, you can't. You'll find them everywhere. Glitter, sequins, all that shiny stuff. Yep. Yeah. We still have some from Halloween costumes. Uh, people are wearing glittery mm-hmm. things. They're still here. Just, yep. They come out of nowhere sometimes. Behind light switches, I swear. Yeah. I love when I, I find them, like, in my hair, on my body, somewhere weird. You're like, uh, why does my stomach have red glitter on it? <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for joining us today and falling into this season's themes. If you like what you're hearing, please give us a rating. Make sure to follow us and head on over to the blog, hipsteratthome.co.uk, for more inspiration. Take care now. Bye. Bye. have to pee. We talked about liquids for too long. Shh. <laughs> 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 <laughs>